Chicago Where the fire serve cold But the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south The Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house Two Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street Any team make a move and they never skip a beat And in this house, this is where we be Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah, boy. <laughs> there you go. Episode 77 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Great Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to greatclothingco.com and get your official TCSF Podcast t-shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code True fan 15 for 15% off your entire order. That is true fan 15. Go and get your official TCSF shirts now. Right now. That's right. As always, I am Big Z and I'm here with my boy E Rock. What up, E? What's good, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. If you are a first timer or a long timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. And you know, it is the holiday season. Why not give us five stars? You know you want to. Don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash true Chicago sports fans. Go on over there and click on support and you can subscribe for as low as 99 cents a month. Look, it's going to be a new year. Might as well put a little bit of coin in our pocket so we can continue to deliver you the content you deserve. Look, if you like the show, tell your friends and they will tell their friends that we can all be friends and talk about all types of uh, sports, movies, and ill shit because that is what we do. Z, what's up, my brother? How was your Christmas? Merry, uh, Christmas was good, man. Merry Christmas to you and your family, bro. Thank you, thank you. Well, it's been another year of amazing health and family, and that's all I can ask for during these holidays. There's nothing else I I can ask for because that's the most important thing out there. For those wondering, we took first place in the second quarter of our bowling season. That's right. Your boy helped out the team. Uh, I didn't bowl as well as last week, but I held my own. Uh, Shout out to the boys on the bowling team for for doing so well this quarter. And then lastly, uh, I am officially off of work i get to catch up on my house duties like i get to clean the house uh give the dog you know a little bath uh clean his uh, kennel cage there and uh reorganize the office finally i have been uh contemplating some ideas to uh fix my office there so i can uh, not do it in the living room anymore anyways bro how were your holidays brother uh Good, man. Good, man. For those uh, wondering, we're on Zoom again. So if you hear us kind of not talk over each other and then you don't hear me yell at Z, that's why. <laughs> so we want to make sure that we're both heard. Um, and that's why we're taking turns. But yeah, I mean, look, Christmas was great. You know, I, I spent Christmas Eve doing a little last minute shopping, wrapping presents. And, you know, some people like to listen to Christmas music. But me, I listened to the new album by Mike Logic. As I was saying, don't forget to check it out on MikeLogic.BandCamp.com. M-I-C-L-O-G-I-K.BandCamp.com. Don't forget to also get your physical copy or you can stream the album uh, wherever you like to listen to your music. And let me tell you, it puts me in a good mood when I get my whiskey on the rocks. That's uh, what track two I want to say. So check it out. That's, I actually was drinking whiskey on uh, on, uh, on Christmas. We had some of that screwball screwball and rum chata mixed together that was uh that was something else man i've never had that do you, ha- you still have some at home 
I, hey, it wasn't at my house, man. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not uh, dumb or smart enough to uh, host Christmas in my house. I ain't doing that. But, no. Yeah, I mean, look, it, uh, Christmas morning was great with the wife and kids on Saturday. Uh, I got a couple of new Bears hats, like the one I was showing you earlier. I got the one with the 85 Bears logo on the side and the orange under the brim. I, I was geeked about that one. Um, I got a new uh, Cubs hat, a bunch of hoodies, and uh, guess what? I got my first non-Chicago sports uh, team piece of gear. Everyone knows that your first love is baseball and your second team is the Dodgers after the White Sox. And my first love is football. And my second team after the Bears is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, I got a, a nice little Pittsburgh Steelers pullover hoodie. So uh, I was rocking that. I put it on Facebook with all my Steeler friends. I was like, hey, can I be at the cool kids table now? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, man. man I yeah, I mean, it was it was cool. And, and uh, you know, I got a couple of books, a couple of things for the house here. And one of the coolest things that my wife got was a uh, a popcorn, uh, a machine to put down here in the basement. So because we watch, we like to watch a lot of movies and uh, we're all you know big popcorn fans down here. So kind of get our own thing going on here. So it was cool, man. You know, and then uh, in the afternoon, I uh, went over to visit some family. We hadn't gotten together since 2018 with COVID last year and the passing of my uncle in 2019. We have not all been together for quite some time. So it was great to see everyone. Like I said, we drank some of that screwball, relaxed and just, you know, chill out and kick it and you know play goofy games and stuff like that so so it was cool man oh that's awesome yeah i was able to uh, uh win some money playing some loteria that is the mexican version of bingo um and played some uh some so I, uh, I forgot the name of some card game but it was weird but i we're playing that and then we uh played some dominoes as well and you know this puerto rican can dominate some dominoes so i was slapping them the ivories down and uh taking some money over there uh but yeah man there's nothing like uh spending time with, you, with your friends and family uh for the holidays it, it just um especially with the pandemic it makes you appreciate uh when you can get together because you don't know when you're going to be able to see those people ever again you know time is very limited that's something that we don't have control of so when you have the time spend time with your friends and family and make the best of every occasion yeah absolutely yeah you you, you are uh I don't even want to say you're 100% correct because you, you're going to go ahead and try to bring that back. But look, look, look now. Hey, look, you're right on that. I mean, like, I, I think uh, after everything that we've been through in the last two years, it is really important. Hug your family, hug your friends. You know, uh, I, one of the one of the coolest things I actually saw on Facebook this this uh, week was someone put a meme out there and it was like, uh, tell your friends that you love them. I mean, make sure they know. Make it weird. <laughs> make it, hey, I love you, brother. You know what I mean? I, I wish everything best. I, I wish all the good things for you and all the bad things for your enemies. And that's that's how it goes. So it is really important. And look, Christmas is officially over. It is almost 2022. And maybe you need a fresh start. So let me tell you about a great opportunity with our friends over at ACSI. With over 50 expert technicians in the Chicagoland area, ACSI offers a one-stop shop for telecom wiring. Whether residential cable installation, fiber to the home, or commercial structured cable wiring, ACSI is a proud partner of both Comcast and RCN. Let me tell you the most impressive thing about ACSI. During these hard times, the ACSI crew did their thing during the COVID-19 pandemic, and ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. 
The best part is that ACSI is growing bigger and better than ever. ACSI is now hiring for field sales technicians and project managers. Check out ACSI.tech. That's ACSI.tech and click on careers to apply today. ACSI is an equal opportunity employer. Go get you a job. It is the end of the year. This week, there's some foals in this house. The Bears done messed around and won a game. So we actually have to talk about a Bears win. That's right. Nick Foles takes over under center with Justin Fields out with an ankle and Dalton on the COVID list. And we continue to talk about our take on the Bears coaching search. And uh, hey, this week, it's Justin Fields college coach, Ryan Day. Well, we also got some stories about the Bulls, the Blackhawks, and we talk about some of our favorite sports moments of 2021. And as always, stirring the pot and what you looking at. But first, this is the Big Three with Big Z. Thanks, E-Rock. I'm Big Z, and you're not. Now for today's stories. Story number one. A woman is accused of killing her boyfriend with a sword on Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah, th- this is a wild, wild story. <laughs> let me let me cue this up for you. All right, here we go. All right. Police in Missouri arrested a 32, 32-year-old Brittany Wilson on Christmas Eve for stabbing, stabbing, death, uh, stabbing to death her boyfriend. According to the news release, police found Wilson standing outside her boyfriend's home Friday night, 11.05 p.m., covered in blood. This was reported by KFVS. Officers spotted a sword in the lawn. When authorities questioned Wilson outside, investigators made their way inside to discover the body of the deceased male in the basement. Police said that the body had suffered a fresh stab wound. Authorities have not yet identified the victim, waiting for the family to be notified of his death. Police arrested Wilson and transported her to Cape... uh, Yeah... Cape Girardeau uh, Municipal Jail. Prosecutors presented the case to Judge Frank E. Miller. Hey, he writes the Batman stories. Uh, who issued a warrant on Wilson for first-degree murder and armed criminal action. She's being held on a two, $2 million bond. Um, dude, her picture, where uh, her mug picture, she's smiling and tilting her head to the left. She's crazy, yeah, bro. So I, I, yeah, I, I saw that mug shot. That's scary as hell. And uh, the funny thing about this story is that uh, after our boy Georgie got married, um, his sister came up to me and says, hey, we have this sword in storage. And I know you like to collect a lot of weird stuff. Uh, we don't need it. And if you want it, you can have it. So I, I told her, I says, yeah, that's cool. You know, I'll find somewhere down, down here to display it. And I I made a uh, mention that I would come and pick it up. And my wife was like, nope, no, you nope." mm -mm." And I was like, I mean, it's just a sword. I mean, it's it's a dull sword. And uh, after hearing this story, I am going to make sure that that thing never shows up in my house. That's all I got to say. Yeah, you don't want to get all Game of Thrones and stuff, you know, during a fight or something. So (laughs) keep that over there. All right, story number two. Pro boxer Danny Kelly Jr. killed in possible Maryland road rage and road inches that police say. All right, so Dan Kelly Jr., a professional boxer who last fought in 2019, was shot and killed on Christmas Eve in what Maryland authorities are investigating as a possible road rage incident. The 30-year-old and his family were traveling to a holiday event where the suspect's vehicle pulled up next to Kelly's family vehicle and opened fire. Prince George's County Police said 
it did not appear his girlfriend or the three children that were in the vehicle were hurt during the shooting. Responding officers found Kelly unconscious in the driver's seat of his vehicle, and he was later pronounced dead at the hospital. Detectives were in, are, are investigating the deadly incident as a possible road rage incident and are working to identify the suspect uh, and the vehicle, police said. This is an absolutely heartbreaking loss for Mr. Kelly's family and friends. He is not home with his loved ones today on Christmas, and we are now mourning his loss instead of celebrating the holiday. Acting Major uh, Major David Blazer of Prince George's County Police Department Major Crimes Division said in a statement. This is wild, brother. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we hear about road rage incidents, especially here in Chicago, all the weird stuff that we hear on the expressway. You know, somebody driving home and, and you know, maybe they cut someone off. Maybe it's just random. We don't know what's going on with this road rage stuff, but it's scary, you know. And and it's to the point where even like as a softball coach, I got to be careful with a baseball bat in the back of my car, because if I get pulled over, they see that thing. I got to make sure there better be a glove and a bag and some balls in there or something, because if it's just, right now, I think there's two bats in my car with no with no other equipment because we had to take it out for Christmas. So, I mean, you never know. You never know what's going on out there. And, uh, you know. Uh, hey, you get people in a car that want to be a tough guy, they want to be a big, big man, and and it's just, it's just wild, man. It's a sad, sad story, and it sucks that you know this this young man was taken away right, right around the holidays, and his family does not get to celebrate with him. And, and the, to me, like whenever you deal with a tragedy around the holiday, the worst part about that is not, not just losing a loved one, but like now you are always going to associate that holiday with their passing every single year. That's that's the part that's terrible to me. Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's wild, man. Even last night, uh, or sorry, you know, we're recording on Sunday, but last night I was uh, traveling to to go see family members and so forth, you know. And I'm doing you know 80, 85 on the jeep, and it, the jeep only goes up to 100, so I'm not going that fast. I'm going 85. I'm staying up with traffic in the in the left lane, and these guys are just zooming by like at 120 miles an hour, and you know, BMWs or Chargers and this and that. And they're just flying by, giving no regards to anybody else on the on the road. And even on my way to work, when I would go to work in the morning on the 290, there's people driving 80, 95 miles an hour on the emergency lane, just trying to get past all the traffic. You know what? Go ahead. Get past me. I don't care. You know, it's not worth it. Yeah, I'll tell you what, you know what I usually do is I go 80 on the 94, and when I do that, I listen to the song 80 on the 94 from Mike Logic's brand new album. As I was saying, M-I-C-L-O-G-I-K.com. Go uh, M-I-C-L-O-G-I-K.bandcamp.com. Go check them out, uh, 80 on the 94. I just had to slip that in there real quick. Hey, listen, um, I wanted to give an, a quick update before you get to the third big three story. I wanted to give a quick update about the story that we talked about before. Um, former NFL player Vincent Jackson, the wide receiver we talked about that had passed away. Uh, uh, he actually died of chronic alcohol use. The medical examiner uh, report was filed this week. Yeah, so basically he um, he drank himself to death in a hotel room. And that's what happened. So, I mean, yes, it was a different, you know, we talked we talked about a possible suicide and things like that. Essentially, that's what this is. Uh, unfortunately, um, I know of another person that uh, I am, I was indirectly involved with that actually went the same way. And it's, it's scary. Uh, uh, you know, and it's just, we, I think it was known that he was an alcoholic. He did have a history of alcohol abuse. So, you know, I, I, again, it's this, it's a sad story. And, and, you know, we wish he could have came out of this, but uh, unfortunately, that's what happened. So we just wanted to give you a little bit of an update about what that what uh, what happened with him. 
yeah that's thanks for the update man it's it's sad you know if someone has a problem you know reach out to your family members and to you know somebody you can trust and uh you know have a conversation like we've always said that we want to hear from you and uh, instead of uh missing you so all right story number three let's add on the high note brother all right sweet repeat brothers re-gift the same hard candy for decades this sounds something like eddie would do Manchester, New Hampshire. Two New Hampshire brothers have gotten their holiday regifting skills down to an art. They've been passing the same hard candy back and forth over 30 years. It started in 1987 when Ryan Wasson gave a 10 10 row Frankfurt Santa candy book with assorted fruit flavors to his brother Eric Wasson as a joke for Christmas, knowing that Eric wouldn't like it. I didn't eat them, Eric said. And so the next year, I thought, hey, I think I'm going to give it back to him. He'll never remember. But Ryan immediately immediately recognized it, and they've been taking turns ever since, keeping a log of their exchanges. They've gotten creative about it. Ryan told the station that the candy has been frozen in a block of ice and put in in jello, adding he one time sewed it into a teddy bear. This is getting this is getting crazy. The tradition has also involved family members, co-workers, and even a sheriff's department. Last year, it was presented to, to Ryan on a silver platter at a restaurant. This year, Ryan returned to a group, uh, turned to a Facebook, uh, social media group for suggestions, including having to arrive uh, via pizza delivery on Christmas with, with Christmas carols, hiding it in a book or a cake, or holding a scavenger hunt with clues. If you ask which one has uh, uh, ever done it best as far as giving these we're both gonna say it's ourselves, right we're never gonna give in this is an awesome story that you just keep on and they're probably gonna make a movie on it just like they did that tag movie yeah that's exactly what this reminds me of is that tag movie uh with the with the five friends that played like a 30-year game of tag and it was pretty cool but uh yeah i mean i, I had a group of friends previously that we would do something where we would uh do a grab bag and it was always going to be a gag gift uh one year a couple years actually back and forth uh the gag gift was a uh it was a dvd box from some foot porn and it just kind of like at one point it showed up in someone's luggage and uh and when they had to go through the tsa they're like oh what the and i think i think what it was is it ended up in in, in someone's luggage that they had borrowed they returned it back to that person and it turned it out it turned out that that luggage belonged to that person's mom so when they went to <laughs> they went to tsa they pulled, they pulled out the footborne at the <laughs> at the airport like what the hell so yeah we've uh we, we had a little group where we did some interesting things uh over the years but yeah i mean it's you know the, i love these type of stories these are always the fun ones and uh those are the good stories that we hear about uh, during the holidays after some depressing stuff that goes on yeah definitely this is one for the books man maybe we'll start a new tradition with the tcf tcsf crew man that's a good idea. I like that. <laughs> but no, I, I, as long as there's no Packers stuff involved, because I mean, I think whoever receives that would just burn it and then it would just kill the whole thing. Yeah, agreed. We'll have to put some some base uh, baseline rules for that. Yeah, no Packers stuff. Yeah, definitely. Or Cardinal stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm Big Z, and that's news to me. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Hey, 
two Chicago sports fans show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 
the idea that if you don't have symptoms, we're not going to test you if you're vaccinated. I think the NFL is looking into that. I think the NBA has also talked about that as well, because teams like the Bulls um, had to get a, actually a, a few players from the uh, the hardship exemption. So it is interesting to see how the different leagues are dealing with COVID uh, live versus what we did last year when there was bubbles and there was no fans and things like that. So it, it's good to see that. I think we've gotten to a point where we're reacting versus being pro or being preventative. You know what I mean? We can do both at this point. Yeah, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Another uh, hockey note is that the uh, the NHL announced that they are not going to allow the players to uh, play in the uh, Winter Olympics. What's your uh, take on that, man? So that yeah, that it, uh, look to me that's good and bad because you're sitting there and you might have been looking forward to your you know for quite a while. There's a lot of players that are, that are being, they think of that as the the end all be all as far as you know what's the pinnacle of sports. Um, but yeah, no no professional players this year. And right now, if I'm not mistaken, there's not going to be any uh, fans. And there's also a lot of uh, stuff that's going on with uh, with China as it is, um, but where there I think the president came out and said that they're not going to have the diplomat whatever the hell it is there's a lot of weird stuff going on right now uh with with what's going on with the olympics and we're not seeing nearly as much fanfare as i think we expected yeah agreed agreed all right man what's going on on the other side of the building with the chicago boo two three four basketball gimme 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 the ball because i'm gonna dunk it The Chicago Bulls team-wide COVID-19 saga continues with Alfonso McKinney and Tony Bradley. And now, Lonzo Ball has entered the COVID-19 protocols. This was confirmed by his Bulls spokesperson this week. This past uh, Sunday, the Chicago Bulls signed hometown product and uh, to a contract after waving forward Alize Johnson. Shortly after the signing, the team also said that McKinney landed the leagues landed in the league's health safety protocols, which you know we just talked about. So this is uh, a storybook uh, uh, story, you know, that from a, a, another childhood kid that makes it to their their team. Uh, you know, we've had the uh, AO. You know, coming from Illinois and being around the Chicago area, and then now we have this kid, uh, Alfonso McKinney, who said that he was, you know, growing up and he, he was, it was a Bulls house, and they watched Bulls at, at his grandma's house, and it's on the TV all the time. Um, this move gives Johnson, whose deal didn't come fully guaranteed until January 7, opportunity to work elsewhere after the early season playing time dried up for him. And it keeps McKinney, who played locally at Curie and Marshall High Schools in the fold after he originally arrived via the hardship exemption that he talked about on December 10th, signed a 10-day contract that day, um, which was December 20th. So, I mean, this is a great uh, local story, and the Bulls uh, will be back on the court, and they'll play the Hawks, Pacers, and Wizards this week. Yeah, the, the Bulls had to make a, a quite a few moves, a, quite a few moves for this hardship extension um, or exemption, I should say. They also got uh, Ilya Sova, who was uh, in the league for a long time, most famously, I think, with the Bucks. They brought him in um, because they just, you know, you got to a certain point where you just, you just need bodies out there. So 
Um, I mean, I think that when you're looking and, and you know, look, it, it's it's a good thing for some of these players that are sitting out there looking for jobs because damn it, damn it, damn it. Sorry, fantasy. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm watching my fantasy scores at the same time. But uh, but yeah, I mean, this is a good opportunity for some of these guys that might not otherwise have an opportunity. So it is nice to see them to be able to have a chance uh, to, to get some playing time. And it's unfortunate for a guy like Alize Johnson because, you know, we saw him as like a bulldog. We saw him, you know, really uh attacking the the, the boards and, and a, able to actually find himself a role but with everything that's gone on you know him going through the protocols and everything like that with the rest of the team you know they just at that point you kind of get in where you fit it and that it didn't fit in anymore yeah he kind of fell out of the rotation with with, uh, with the coach and another funny thing is that uh, Joe Johnson who's been out of the league playing in the big three got signed by an NBA team this has been crazy I mean this is great for someone who you know, you thought he was going to be out of the league, and now he's going to be able to be back, be back in the league. Uh, like you said, these guys are getting uh, opportunities, and they have to make the best of it. Speaking of opportunities, we had uh, Isaiah Thomas signed with the Lakers on a 10-day contract, and then after 10 days, he gets cut by the uh, geriatric Lakers. Yeah, well, I mean, I, th- I thought that was kind of funny because they just they signed everybody under the sun and people were like, where the hell did Isaiah Thomas come from? He's a guy that like I, I feel bad for him because it felt like he was going to have a really good career when he came into the league. And then he just kind of like he got injured and he bounced around for a while. And, uh, you know, I think more more than anything else, he's more famously known as the other Isaiah Thomas. And uh, it, it kind of sucks for him. But, hey, uh, it is what it is. But uh, what what can you do? You know, I. If you won't work out on the Lakers where they let everybody play, I mean, I, I eh, too bad, so sad, sir. Yeah, he he definitely shit the bed in his play and his uh, debut out there, averaging about two points or something like that. So um, he's gonna go back to the G League and light it up there, and you know, you know, you can be the best YMCA player, but you're never gonna make it to the NBA, bro. That's what that is. <laughs> I want to do a rundown real quick because we are in our loop segment. I'm going to run, do a rundown of some of the craziest stories that we saw with Chicago sports this year. Number one, the Cubs say goodbye to our 2016 uh, championship heroes. Rizzo, Baez, Bryant, uh, all get traded away. Um, sad, sad stuff. And uh, I think that was the biggest story for the Cubs this year. Would you agree with that? I definitely agree with that's one of the biggest stories in, in Chicago. I mean, uh, it was the, well, the end of a dynasty. Yeah, it was the end of the dynasty for the Cubs. Um, it was sad to go. I Even you know, me, myself, as being a White Sox fan, you know, you always look on the other side of town. You're like, oh, man, you know, Rizzo's a staple. He's, he's you know, he's the pillar that holds that whole organization up uh, on the field. And then you got KB was coming back from a shoulder injury, and he was starting to turn it around. Um, and then Baez. Baez is the, he is the flair. You know, he, he's the frosting on that cake. You know, it makes everything taste good. And um, you, you saw all three of them go. Um, and it was a it was a huge shock. Like you said in, in prior podcasts, it, it was a, a punch to the gut, especially with Rizzo being the first domino to fall. Um, it, it's never it never feels good to see your, your your favorite players be traded away, even though when you think about it as a business transaction, it's the best thing to do. But as your favorite team, that's not what you ever want to see. You want to see your guys retire on your team like kind of like Cal Ripken yeah no I I 100% agree with that and the thing is is that 
when we look at those players, those are the players that helped the Cubs win that 2016 World Series, the first World Series in 108 years. And I don't think any of us thought in a million years that they would all not not just all be gone. I think we had an inkling that Bryant would more than likely be gone. But I mean, to see all three of those guys, you know, all in kind of one fell swoop. And especially like you said, and like I said, with Rizzo being number one to go, that was definitely a gut punch. But I think that we're right now the biggest hope for Cubs fans is that they're going to be able to get their hands on a guy like Carlos Correa because there's a lot, a lot of steam about him coming to the Cubs. And it's still sitting out there, him talking to Baez about how it was to play for the Cubs. Uh, him, uh, I think the biggest story with him is that it's either going to be the Cubs or the Yankees, like uh, um, like our guy uh, uh, Mikey Deportes uh, talked about a little bit. So, I mean, it is definitely a possibility. All right, let's move over to the White Sox. For me, the biggest story about the White Sox in 2021 was their push with their young team and Tony La Russa and and really having a resurgence and going to the playoffs for the first time in a long time. Yeah, it was a great year for the White Sox. If you want to look at it just by the numbers, it was a great year. Moncada and Tim Anderson put up very similar numbers. You had Obreu doing his thing as usual. Um, you had this pitching staff that has been highly touted. And uh, you had, you know, your veterans going out there doing their thing most of the year. And then Keiko kind of fizzled out. Lance Lynn got tired towards the end. Um, you had a bunch of injuries with Lou Bob and, uh, and um, Spider-Man back there in left field. And then the, the revolving door of left field. Um, that that's always been a hole. It's been a hole for a long time. And then we had our Swiss Army knife, Lori Garcia, uh, being all over the place, everything but catching and pitching. Uh, the man was put in every situation. And then Larusa, uh, I really, again, I we talked about this to a nauseum where he, in my opinion, he just literally sat back and didn't put pressure, didn't light a fire under these guys with a ten game lead since what june or july uh they never looked back and you know i think that they had a relaxed look looking into the playoffs and that that's what cost them in the end you know i i said that it was the first time that the white Sox made the playoffs in a long time and it's actually the first time in blackhawks or i'm sorry blackhawks white Sox history that they went to back-to-back playoffs so i would like to say what the hell Sox fans for not just not recognizing that but not uh, correcting me so i guess uh I Once can't again, talk over I you. I'll take that one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I think, you know, I think we can both agree that it is a very exciting time uh, for the Chicago White Sox. It's in an interesting time for Chicago baseball in general because of what we're, we're coming off of with what we've seen with the Chicago Cubs for the past uh, uh, five years going to the playoffs consecutively for the f- past five years with that starting with that uh, 2015 team. And then now kind of transitioning over. And like I said, if you're a baseball fan and you're Chicago and you're paying attention to the White Sox, whatever you think your rivalry is or whatever it is, you have a friend that is a White Sox fan if you are a Cubs fan and vice versa. And look, I I hope you all do well. It's interesting to talk about. It's good for the city. It's good for the economy here. And it's good for for a sports talk for knuckleheads like us that like to talk about baseball, specifically baseball in Chicago. It is it is a great story. So um, that's definitely the biggest story with Chicago baseball. Uh, Let's move over to the Chicago Blackhawks. Now, unfortunately, the biggest story for the Blackhawks in 2021 is not a good 
story. Uh, the big story about the Blackhawks this year is not how much they suck or, or how quick they fired Jeremy Colleton and brought in um, Walter White. Uh, the, the big story was the sex scandal from the 2010 Stanley Cup playoff run. Uh, there was a uh, young man named Kyle Beach who, who was originally named as John Doe. He came out and um, he was the one that, that accused video coach Brad Aldrich of sexually assaulting him and another player during that 2010 uh, year. And, um, you know, it, it was a terrible story. This is a this was, this is a first round pick who had a ton of potential. And, um, you know, this this predator just took his career away from him. Um, there was a lot of chips that fell because of this. Joel Quinville resigned as the Panthers coach amid, amid the scandal because he knew about it. Um, uh, was a Stan Bowman is, is out. It was just it was just an awful, awful story. And there was just so many people that were involved that knew about this. And it was just it was terrible. It, it just it looked I got to the point where I'm I, I walk into the office here in the studio and even like for a while. I was ashamed to like see any Blackhawks logos or wear any Blackhawks gear. I just, it just didn't feel right. Yeah, I agree. This is, this is, you know, you can, I, I don't want to uh, make it seem smaller than, than what it is, but this is what the Blackhawks did. It was like the kind of go to boys, uh, boys will be boys kind of thing and swept everything under the rug. And guess what? That lump or someone tripped over it and exposed everything that's been going on for such a long time. So you had the coaches, the GMs, um, all types of coaching staff, players that knew about it, and it, it, it's a shameful story, and it, it is a black eye on the Chicago Blackhawks uh, organization. I'm glad that change has come around, um, and they've started fresh um, from the top. And like you, yeah, I would not. I'm actually wearing my Blackhawks hat today, um, but I would. I put all that stuff in a corner. I'm like, I'm not going to wear this for a while. I just, I can't be associated with an organization that does that. Um, until they they clean house and they go the right way, um, I love hockey. I'm not that big of a knocky uh, uh, puckhead, but I love playing floor hockey. I played floor hockey as a kid, and um, you know I would like watching the Blackhawks, especially you know after seeing them win three championships. Um, so I enjoy the sport, but it, like you said, it, it it leaves a bad taste in your mouth when your home team does something so uh, gnarly and so disgusting. And uh, they knew about it for a long time and didn't do anything about it. So let's move on to another story, brother. Yeah, uh, let's do that. Um, so for the Chicago Bulls, I think we both agree that the biggest story in 2021 for the Chicago Bulls was the Bulls finally fired bum ass Gar Foreman. Okay, Gar Pax is no longer. They bumped John Paxson up to the senior advisor of basketball operation. Foreman had somehow been the GM since 09, and he was with the franchise for 22 seasons. Um, they brought in Arturis Karnaschovas. They brought in Mark Eversley. They brought in uh, Lonzo Ball. They brought in um, DeMar DeRozan. They brought in all these new players. They basically, I think the only guys that were left were what, Kobe White, Pat Williams, um, Zach Levine, and... Um, Gucci Mane. That was the only four that that actually they had going into this year. They cleaned house. They brought in a whole new team and they revamped this roster. And I couldn't be more excited. This is the most excited I've been to watch Bulls basketball since the Derrick Rose era. I completely agree with you. This is something that I've been looking forward for 10 years. 
um, you know, ever since, you know, the Derrick Rose teams were they were competing and going to, you know, first and second rounds. That's when I was into Bulls basketball, even though I was working there. I was super into Bulls basketball because I've gone in waves where I just distance myself from basketball because sometimes it's unwatchable to watch. Um, I, I'm not Mike Logic. I don't watch random uh, NBA games as much as he does. And he needs to spit out stats and stuff like that. But now that we have a new regime here and they've turned the team around within a couple seasons, it's exciting to watch this team and see what they do. They've drafted AO and they're like, oh, he fell on our lap. Hey, let's take this kid. And he's been producing. Uh, Kobe's coming back from his uh, injury and he's been pretty good. Uh, Zach and, and DeMar DeRozan are just putting you know all-star numbers up there and hopefully they both get to make it. Uh, Vucci Man has come back after the COVID incident and, and actually been putting up double doubles. The team has pr- been producing, even though with all this COVID outbreak, with you know, you have one cog out, this other cog gets put in by the by by the coach, uh Donovan, and guess what? The, the machine keeps rolling and keeps winning. Yeah, I mean, this has been, like I said, the most exciting basketball that we've watched the Bulls play since the Derrick Rose era when they were really going head-to-head and toe-to-toe with uh, with LeBron when he was on the Cavs. And, well, really, when, when he was on the uh, on the Miami uh, Heat. So, I mean, look, this is, this is a very refreshing, rejuvenating way to look at sports, um, especially with the biggest story with the Chicago Bears. Seeing that we have something to look forward to because the bears biggest story is the drafting of justin fields the fact that no one in the world in their right mind after after the whole blunder with trubisky and not just the the fact that they drafted him and that they moved up to draft him from three to two okay but the the signing of Mike Glennon, the thing they did with with Nick Foles, the way that they kind of screwed over Trubisky in his last season, and and even though he was coming back at the end of games after having a, a hard time in the beginning, they just ripped him out of there in a panic move, and they brought in Nick Foles, and that was a disaster. And he walked around like he had cement shoes on, and they bring back Trubisky, and he to me he proved himself at the end of the season. I mean, he really did. I think they really really just botched the whole Trubisky thing from the start to finish because the way he was starting to look when he was when he was actually seemed to be grasping some of it at that point bears fans were so jaded so the biggest story for the chicago bears this year absolutely has to be the drafting of justin fields what do you say i agree that the biggest story is justin fields we have a quarterback in place that is going to be our future now the only thing is that like you said that the trubisky thing was botched it was botched by both the gm and the and the head coach which we know might be should be gone by this now i was hoping that the bears would have lost today so that way they could have called his his name today and said hey you know he's, he's got to go in my opinion he's got to go so that way they can have the extra two weeks to to vet a new coach you don't think so you don't think that, that, that he's going to be gone okay pay uh, uh i don't know if pace is going to be gone that no. there's there's a lot of discussion because i think with pace there's a good chance that he might get bumped up uh higher up in, the, in because i i think that i think pace as he's gone along he's done a much better job of evaluating talent and figuring out what he wants to do and and regardless of of the bad moves that we saw early on which is Turbisky, which is you can throw kevin white in there if you want to which i kind of don't because you can't control injuries um you know anthony miller kept getting injured and then he had a bad attitude because he kept getting injured uh but they brought in Allen robinson and they 
they they got rid of Jordan Howard, who was not that good. I don't know. People still to this day, they should have kept Jordan. No, they should have not. Jordan Howard is not a good player. I'm sorry to tell you that he's just not. He was fine for the one year and everyone drooled down their pants and was like, oh, my God, he's not that good. That's why he kind of bounced around the league. I think he finally made it back uh, with the Eagles, but he was not that good of a player. So he drafted Montgomery. He drafted Tariq Cohen. He brought in Khalil Mack and gave away picks for them. Okay. Um, he drafted Mooney, which I think we both really like. He drafted Khalil Herbert. He drafted Tariq Cohen. So there was uh, he he brought in Robert Quinn. He brought in Hakeem Nicks, uh, Hicks. He he drafted uh, um, Roquan Smith, who I think is going to be a fantastic player. He's going to be another one of these legacy linebackers for the Chicago Bears. So there are good and bad things that he has done. So I think that if anything, they might bump him up into more of a higher front office role as an advisory role, because I think I think he does have um, some value as far as what he can do with the franchise. Now, when we look at a guy like Matt Nagy, I think we know that his time is done. Everything that's gone on this year, um, it just it just hasn't gone the way that that we expected it to at the end of last year i said that they can either keep Nagy or trubisky you cannot keep both they made their bed that's where they're sleeping in and i think Nagy knows that he's gone after this season okay now here's the problem today justin fields didn't play we i think we know he's going to be the future of the franchise but guess what today because of an injury to his ankle and because andy dalton was out with covid there was some foes in this house. So it's time to put some foes in this house. There's 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 some foes in this house. That's what they did. <laughs> and somehow the Bears done messed around and won a game. And now we got to talk about it. Okay. I mean, man, come on. I Let me tell you something. I had my graphic all ready to go with a little sad picture of Nick Foles and it was all clean and nice and everything like that and then they messed around and went and won a damn game so look man uh, what what did you think about that Bears win today I mean I've actually watched the game and I had it on the small TV at first and then it got interesting so I moved it over to the big TV and put the uh, the NFL package uh, Red Zone on the small TV it was an entertaining game it was frustrating at some points um, them not being able to run the ball at certain points um the passing, you know, he was dink, dinking and dunking, but a lot of these catches weren't being made by 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 certain receivers. Um, that they won the game, I think they just put a rabbit out of their hat. Um, you had two amazing catches in the end zone to to go ahead, but also Seattle's not that great of a team. Look at their, they have the same record as the Bears. So, do they have more talent? Probably. I don't know. I mean, they they, they have a better quarterback than us right now. That, that's what they do have. They have a better receiver than in Metcalf than we do. Uh, their running game is just similar to ours. I, I, I think we ranked number eight in the league in running, but our whole our passing offensive rank is 29th. So we're towards the bottom of the league. So we're, we were scoring, what, 15, 17 points a game. We got to 25. I mean, if you play a great team, 25 points is not going to win a game for you. Now, if you look at the stats for today, I mean, you got Nick Foles who went 24 for 35 for 250 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, is that 
we i think what we saw in this game was kind of what you expect it's funny enough for all of all of the quarterbacks to win on the chicago bears it had to be nick Foles, right i mean we we look at i and, and i think when we look at what justin fields has been doing the last couple of weeks he's been improving quite a bit um he's still kind of making rookie mistakes like i talked about before is that when he does slide he slides with his heads up he does this jump pass but i would say in that monday night game against the Packers, he was he's he was very competitive and he looked good against the vikings as well and it's just at the end of the game those mistakes are just not they can't overcome the mistakes this game here um the funny thing is i'm watching this game and i'm looking at their record and and i'm i'm thinking about the fact that russell wilson had a broken finger and he came back about like in half the time that they expected him to come back for what reason i don't know because they haven't been doing nothing the whole season but i think about the fact that before the bears drafted justin fields do you remember all this shit about they need to go get Russell Wilson. They need to go get this guy because he's this and he's that and he's this, 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 and this. And they sucked all year. They are fourth place in the NFC West. You're looking at a team, teams like San Francisco. You're looking at uh, uh, how good the Rams and the Cardinals look. And I don't think anyone expected the Cardinals to be that good, but they're that good, especially since they added a former Steeler, James Conner, down there. So the, the, even though, look, the Cardinals have won, uh, I think they lost the last three games. But irregardless. There we go. There it is. Um, I think that it's it, it was interesting to kind of see what Russell Wilson is doing right now, considering the fact that Bears fans were drooling all over themselves to get him. I think when we look at this game right here, like you said, you know, Nick Foles did not have a bad game. He had no interceptions, 24 for 35, 250 yards. Montgomery with 21 carries and only 45 yards was a little interesting, but he had a touchdown. Khalil Herbert had a touchdown. Um, David Montgomery, funny enough, he actually led the team in receiving. He had seven receptions and 61 yards. So he did top 100 yards in all around all purpose yards. But it was kind of interesting in a, in a game where for some reason it's snowing in Seattle. You would think that their ground game would be a much more aggressive. Now you look at what the uh, what the Seahawks did on the ground. Rashard Penny had 17 carries for 135 yards. Russell Wilson was not good. 16 for 27, 181 yards. He did have two touchdowns. But I mean, you know, you look down the list. Gerald Everett, their tight end, had you know more had uh, was leading in receptions. Four receptions for 68 yards and a touchdown. Um, DK Metcalf again to only two receptions Tyler Lockett only three receptions and so on and so forth so um, it was an impressive win by a Bears team who shut the Seahawks out in the fourth quarter got their their touchdown they got their field goal and then they came back and got their touchdown and guess what in typical Bears fashion they went for two and they got it and we're actually seeing that quite a bit this season where teams are going for it on fourth down and I don't know if that's a trend because they're worried about the extra point or or missing field goals or whatever it is. But it is definitely interesting. It's definitely interesting. Now, the, what to your point of the fourth down thing, I think that they felt like the, the defense can hold Russell Wilson. And they were able to hold Russell Wilson when they went for fourth down and they turned the ball over. They were able to hold him down and get a three and out and be able to get that, that punt away. Now, if you're looking at the offensive uh, comparison it's pretty much hand in hand between our our offense and their offense when you look at the receiving and the running 
th- what it looks like to me is that the Seattle Seahawks don't like to play in the snow. Um, and then also you have a, a guy in Russell Wilson who had a broken finger, had it operated on, came in back in half the time, and it's cold. And me and you have uh, you know broken bones and different surgeries, and you know when it's cold outside, we don't function very well. We need that WD forty. Give me a hell yeah! That's how, that's usually how we do it. But uh, but yeah, I mean, look, rundown. The Bears surprisingly enough had twenty six first downs in this game. They were fifty uh, percent third down efficiency, and their fourth down efficiency was one for three because they went for it a couple times. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, they also allowed four sacks and that's just because, like I said, again, uh, Nick Foles walks and runs like he has cement shoes, like in the jerky boys, when they put hit the mom's uh, feet in the detergent boxes with the cement, that's exactly how he runs. It is terrifying, but the bears actually dominated the time of possession, 38 minutes and 25 seconds. So good for the bears. You got to win, uh, enjoy club dub, uh, Merry Christmas is the Christmas miracle. You scored 25 points today after Christmas. Good for you. It doesn't matter. It, I guess if, if anything, it's it's a moral victory. But I, I, who is it a moral victory for? Because we saw Justin Fields sitting on the sideline, looking at Nick Foles like this mother just sitting there took man I, all the all the work I and th- what the, you, you could see the wheels turning in his head because every time he started to have a complete thought, his brain his brain went the other direction, just like when Ditka talks. I, this. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's what he looked like, and it was funny as hell to see him sitting on the bench giving Nick Foles a dirty look. Uh, it's gonna, it's just gonna light a fire fire under uh, uh, Fields' ass. It's just gonna light him up. It really is because he knows he's better than both of those quarterbacks that you know are on the roster, and it's just simple as that. Biggest where you say where's the moral victory? The moral victory is for those third, fourth, and fifth string guys that are in the secondary that have been playing their ass off. There's that moral victory for the Robert Quinn, who's about to break that uh, sack record. There's your moral victory. You have things that you can build on for next year, and that's exactly what you're doing now, especially with this aging defense. You're going to have to evaluate who's going to stay and who's going to go. And these guys who are showing out because of the COVID protocol or guys that are injured or are not playing, you're seeing, okay, some of these guys might be a, a talent that we can actually plug in, maybe not starting, but maybe on the second team that can, you know, sub in and out, and you won't have that big of a drop-off. Well, one of the, one of the names that got mentioned a lot this week after that Monday night game was Thomas Graham, uh, the, uh, because the entire secondary had COVID going into that Vikings game. So they had Thomas Graham, who I want to say was a six-round pick in this year's draft. He had to come in because he was on the practice squad. Uh, practice squad. We also saw, saw Daz Newsom probably finally make his uh, NFL debut. And Thomas Graham has been playing out of his mind. Thomas Graham has been playing out of his mind. So everyone's like, well, you know, you're you're once again, you're a terrible evaluator of talent. Here's the thing. You have established veterans at the beginning of the season. OK, guys that you're paying a lot of money to. And there is a very distinct possibility that by the time week 15 came around, this guy was in the practice squad long enough and around NFL players long enough to figure it out and to, to learn from that. So it's not like he just turned on a switch because I promise you that there is no NFL team that if he was playing that well, would not plug him in. They there No NFL team has sat there and says, well, you know, I, I'm paying this guy a lot of money. He's not as good as this kid. I should keep him. No. No, because they signed Desmond Trufant. They sent all these guys in the past and they let him go because they weren't doing as well. So now we've come to the point where we are once again going to look at possible Matt Nagy replacements. This is part two, and we're going to look at the current Ohio State 
head coach Ryan Day. Uh, he took over for Urban Meyer after once uh, once again an Urban Meyer scandal after he found out that uh, I think one of his coordinators or his coaches was abusing his wife and, and he didn't say anything about that. So again, Urban Meyer piece of shit. Don't want to hear from you anymore. Go on. Um, so yeah, Ryan Day, young man, 42 years old. He coached Fields and he went to the uh, college football championship a couple years ago when they lost to Alabama. Now, there's a lot of noise out there about a former bear, and that is Trace Armstrong. Trace Armstrong is currently a very, very highly regarded um, agent for coaches. If I'm not mistaken, he is both Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace's agent. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's very well known within the Bears. He played for the Bears in the in the uh, in the mid 90s and the in the uh, late 80s, 89 to 94, I believe. And um, a lot of people know about him and um he would be considered to take over like a president of football operations role so we can get um you know some of these knuckleheads out of there looking looking at a guy like ted phillips who's been there about 20 years too long and that's 20 his whole 20 year career um but yeah trace armstrong has been uh, um talked about quite a bit on the radio and online and stuff like that and i it sounds like his choice would be ryan day so what do you think about the Bears possibly looking into bringing in Ryan Day to replace Matt Nagy? I mean, he's proven winner, right? It's Ohio State. They've they've been there uh, year after year competitively uh, in the Big Ten. And he coached the quarterback that is your franchise quarterback. So you have familiarity. So he, he understands what he can and cannot do. He understands where his faults are and he can improve on them. Um, I think it's a, it'll be easy transition. But there's been a lot of head coaches that come from college and then go to the NFL and don't succeed right away because it is a different ball game. But then there's those anomalies that you have, like in in uh, in Arizona, uh, the coach from Arizona who came from a couple of small colleges that moved up, and now on year two they're they're kicking ass over there in Arizona. So you have that that aspect of it as well. So and then the coach from uh, um, uh, Seattle, he he's a, he was a college coach as well for a, a long period of time. I know he was an NFL coach prior to that, but you guys try have to turn guys transitioning from up and down on the college and NFL ranks. I think it'll be easy transition. Um, I just uh, I would prefer if he when he came up, he would have a veteran coaching staff uh, that would come along with him. So you're talking about Cliff Kingsbury, who famously uh, was a Texas Tech head coach. And while he was still the college head coach, he said that if I had if I was the coach of the Cardinals, I would draft Kyler Murray. So what did the Cardinals do? They took this kid who was, what, 39 or 38 years old at the time, made him their head coach, even though that was his first head coaching gig. And what did he do? He drafted Kyler Murray. And now a couple years later, they're having success. So you look at Ryan Day again. Uh, he is the same age. He's only 42. He's only been the head coach from 2019 or 2018. OK, um, he was the acting head coach. And then they made him the, the permanent head coach after the whole thing with Urban Meyer. Um, you know, it, it, it's going to be it's a very interesting name. And, and that's the thing is that there's just a lot of uh, fans out there clamoring for this guy. Young guy. You're not wrong when you say that I, I, I think that the way for a guy like this to be able to have the best success in the NFL is to make sure that your coaching staff is established. 
you know, we look at if there's a possibility that a guy like Vic Fangio gets fired from the Broncos, bring him back to the Chicago Bears. Leslie Frazier is another name that we're going to talk about at some point that there is possibility of him coming over. I've even heard Ron Rivera out there. So, I mean, there's a lot of different names that are being mentioned out there. And I think the the main way for a young guy like this who doesn't have a ton of coaching experience as a head coach is to have a lot of established veterans around you. Now, the problem with that is, is you look at the current Bears coaching staff and there is a ton of former head coaches on there. You got John Filippo on that team or and, and I don't I don't think he ever made it as a uh, I don't know. Was he a was he a head coach of the Eagles or, or it was that he it was just he interviewed a lot of times, but you had him. Um, you just have a, you're flush with former NFL head coaches on this team. And is that helping you? Eh. So what does that mean? You know, what does that mean? A lot of people are saying that they want someone's experience. Well, you, I still believe that somewhere down the road, someone's going to give uh, Matt Nagy a chance to be a head coach as long as he gets his head out of his ass because you take what you learn and you move on. It's just like like you said with Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. You look at Bill Belichick. There's a lot of these guys that don't fail, uh, the, the, that don't succeed in their first go round and their second time around. They do pretty well. So, and, and to be fair, Pete Carroll came back to the NFL after the USC scandal, and they're like, "Hey, I have a spot," and here we go. So, I mean, that that was a whole different thing, but. Um, yeah, Ryan Day, I give him a chance. Now, one name that we've heard a lot about this week, and it's not a head coaching candidate. It's a GM candidate, and it's Lewis Riddick. Uh, Lewis Riddick, who goes on the uh, Waddle and Sylvie show once a week, and he is one of the hosts of the Monday Night Football. He was around and he's been talking for years and when you listen to him talk he sounds like he'd be a fantastic gm and i know a lot of bears fans are clamoring for him when he was asked if he would take the uh the gm role for the chicago bears he goes of course it's the chicago bears that's why we love the bears is because it has that cachet it has that name it's like the cubs and the white it's just these old school uh, uh, these old school teams that people have, you know, even just the name has some respect. It's a charter franchise of the NFL. So knowing what you know about Lou Riddick, would you want him to GM the Chicago Bears? You know what? <clears throat> Looking at uh, Lou Riddick, he, he's been talking for years, like you said. He's been going on the radio and he's been saying what I would do, what I would do, what I would do. But my question is, why hasn't anyone else hired him to be a GM? That That's my red flag number one. Um, anybody can, we can talk about anything we want. We can say we're experts about this. And we, we've been right about a couple of things. You know, the, the, the sun does shine on a dog's ass once a day, right? So what I'm saying is, if he's such a genius, why hasn't any other team called him to interview for a job? I have not heard any team interview him for a job. Does he sound smart? Yeah. Does he make a lot of sense? Yeah. Does he have a lot of connections in the NFL? Yeah. Could he be successful? Once well, a 50 50 chance, right? We don't know what he's able to do. He doesn't have a proven record. That's where I rather go with a proven commodity, especially at, at that higher level, and take my chance with a Ryan Day who has experience with young players and experience with well, the young quarterback. Ryan Day is going to be, Ryan Day would be as a coach. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking about for GM. Well, well for GM, that's what I'm saying. For GM, I would rather go with a proven commodity and then replace the coach that well, Ryan Day is not a proven commodity. Ryan Day has been been a head coach for two years. He's not a proven commodity. No, that's what I'm saying. I'll take my my GM 
as a proven commodity, and I'll take my chances with a hot coach coming up in Ryan Day. So would you keep pace over bringing in a guy like Louis Riddick? As GM, not as not as no. an advisor or a front off a higher front office role as a GM. Right now, uh, if you look at, at Brian Pace's record, even though we've been ripping him here left and right, if you look at his track record, he's had more wins than losses when it comes to drafting and signing players. Um, you know, they were, we were giving him shit for Robert Quinn last year, and look at Robert Quinn now. Uh, we were, you know, upset that he was gambling on, on Mitch Trubisky, and he gambled. But he also gambled on, on Justin Fields. So he's an aggressive GM, and he's going to go out there and make the best deal possible. The thing is that the Bears are more magnified than any other team because the entire city is a Bears fan. And if you're in Chicago and you're a Green Bay Packer fan, well, fuck you. Um, we're all about the Bears here. Simple as that. We're a Bears town. No matter if you're a White Sox fan or a Cub fan or a Blackhawk fan, everyone cheers for the Bears, even when they suck. So anything that's done is magnified times a thousand because everyone locks in on the Bears. So I would probably going to stay with Ryan Pace and go after Ryan Day. Okay. Ryan and Ryan connection. So I'm going to tell you, there's a, there's quite a few teams that have been linked to Riddick, but I think for the same reason, the same thing that you're saying right now is that they've been scared away. Okay, I, I'm just looking at a couple articles just, just by Googling his name. At one point, he was linked to the Giants, uh, where he went and uh, um, he, he interviewed with them. Um, the 49ers, um, the Texans, uh, who else? The Lions. Um, there is a lot of teams, the Falcons. There's a lot of teams that have drafted him and or, uh, that have uh, been interested in bringing him in. Uh, the Jaguars are another team. But you're not wrong. How come he hasn't gotten a job? And I'm wondering if he is the type of dude that goes in there and doesn't say what they want him to say. And that's a problem. Not for not for him, for the NFL. Because if you got a guy that wants to go in there and shake things up, and you know, I, I don't want to play the race card, but I'm, I'm going to tell you what. If it was a white guy that wants to go in there and shake some shit up, guess what? They're more likely to, to hire him than a young black man who says, you know what? The way that you do things is terrible. We need to shake this shit up. And this is the guy that I want. So I think that if the Bears do interview uh, Riddick to for the GM job, he needs to come in there and he needs to tell him who his top three candidates for, for the uh, um, for the head coaching position are. Tell him who he would bring in for, uh, you know, and just you, you have to go all the way down the line. And you have to start with a new president of football operations because Ted Phillips is long overdue to be booted out of that seat. I don't, you know, people are saying, well, you got to change the ownership. No, they're never going to sell the team. They're never going to sell the team. But if you had a guy like Trace Armstrong, who is a very smart businessman, a financial advisor, knows all of these coaches personally, okay? You get him in place. Get someone like him that can broker your uh, broker you a great deal for a stadium in Arlington okay in Arlington Heights this is where you really need to be going Trace Armstrong Lou Riddick and I'm gonna go with a different coach I'm not going with Ryan Day I'm going with Josh McDaniels I think right there because you get three 
younger dynamic guys because i want to say trace armstrong is maybe in his sixth 50s or 60s he's not that old lou riddick is maybe late 40s i don't know exactly how it is and um and josh mcdaniels is 45 years old those that would be my dream team right there one two three bam 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 the bears need to start thinking like the chicago bulls you had paxton and gar who have been there for 20 plus years you got phillips who's been there for 20 plus years get rid of him clean house you're gonna bring in consultants to look for your next gm or look for your next head coach or whatever you're gonna do do it proper look at these candidates that are out there erase the narrative that you're scared of having a, a, a strong black man in your in your organization the way that for years they talked about the bears wouldn't draft a black quarterback erase that all together and put put this guy in charge that's what i say that's how i'm gonna end the year talking about the bears all right i like it and just to put a bow on it it is time to take the Bears into the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd century. Let's stop using pen and paper. Let's get out the iPads. And let's move into the technology era. Let's stop doing stuff the way we used to do it. Because guess what? It hasn't worked in over 30 years. You have not won a Super Bowl in over 30 years. It's as simple as that. You have to look at what the Cubs did. They cleaned house. They updated their system. They put the Ivy or whatever it's called, the, the you know, the system they put in there to evaluate players you brought in the best gm on the market you put him in place he changed the way the cubs did everything from top to bottom they changed the way they look at players the way they spend on players the facilities they've changed everything then you look at what the bulls did you know it took us a while for us to say guard, you know fire guard packs and it, not until it was all-star weekend we didn't have an all-star on the team playing in our home court and you had all the fans on you know first take and every spn show that was at, at the united center and all the fans yelling fire guard packs then they made the change then during that time is when they evaluated and talked to different gms that's when they did it and then they made the change the the bears are in the same boat they're on their way of making that change will they do it they have to do it they have to do it when they have to go into they're going to go into a whole new stadium you do not want to go in with this old regime that does things the old way the old broken way find yourself a good gm find yourself a good uh, uh operations manager like you just talked about i think that's a great idea to have trace armstrong who's 56 he's, he's actually fairly young that's a great person to put up in that in that situation and say, hey, your job is to take care of the stadium and make sure we can make as much money as possible. That is your job. Your job is also to be like, all right, hire that GM. You're going to be hiring the GM. And then from there, you delegate what the responsibilities are and you detail that shit to the minute because you don't want shit falling through the damn cracks. That's what I got to say. Yeah, I mean, look, we're, we're on the same page. You, we, you have it in place to build a new stadium. And whether Sox fans want to admit it or not, you guys follow the Cubs blueprint. There's a lot of teams that are doing that now. The Astros did the same thing, okay? You follow that blueprint. You want to make a new stadium, make a new stadium. Stop fucking around with old-ass Soldier Field. Stop playing with that place. It's done. I love it as much as the next person as far as the history is concerned. You can build a museum, whatever you want to do. You have all this space. Build the Bears Museum out there. You are the charter franchise of the NFL. Make it a destination. Okay. 
bring in a guy that can broker a fantastic deal and figure out a way because look we just had was it two weeks ago all of the casinos and all of all the proposals come out talking about how they're going to do the sports books in in uh, in the city of chicago how they're going to have all the sports books at all of the major stadiums build a whole ass casino in arlington heights on the bears facility because that right there you cannot have you're going to use the uh the actual stadium for for football eight games eight eight days plus your two preseason or one whatever the hell they change it to that's the only actual nfl games you're going to have there unless for some reason they bring in another team to to share the stadium or whatever it is okay you have to find a way if you you put at least just like they did in SoFi, you either make it a dome or you make it a semi-enclosed. I think for this weather, you have to make it a dome, but you have an indoor facility that you can host the NCAA uh, tournament, that you can host uh, the uh, the uh, Super Bowl, that you can host the NF or the uh, the college football playoffs. Okay, make this a destination because once you build your hotel, once you build your casino, your you're in the money right there. Why do you think the Raiders went to Vegas over anywhere else? Why do you think the Raiders went to Las Vegas, the gambling capital of the world, than anywhere else? All the hotels, all the casinos, all the sports books, everywhere, everything right there at your fingertips. It's already becoming legal here. You're going to have sports books in the stadiums. They're already going through with it where the aldermen are saying that they don't want it because how is it going to benefit minorities and so on? That all needs to be worked out. But you have a perfect opportunity to turn the charter franchise of the NFL into something special again. Get with the times. 2021 is over. Erase all that shit. You got your brand new franchise quarterback. Make it happen, Bears. That's it. Well said. Well said, Eddie. All right, fans, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. We all know that 2020 was no joke. And with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded Hacia's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on career. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's that time again, brother. Uh-oh. You know what time it is. Oh, boy. It's time for Stirring the Pot. All right, brother, what do you got for us this week? 
All right. So like I said, this is the last show of 2021. Next time we talk to you guys, it'll be 2022. That's how years work. So my question for you, (laughs) my question for you, sir. Yes or no. Do you make New Year's resolutions? No, I don't make New Year's resolutions. No way in hell because they're always broken. Everyone makes the resolution of making uh, better health choices as far as eating and exercising and all that. And then two weeks later, everyone's back to their old habits. Um, I try to do small steps. Um, I don't make resolutions. I make small steps like, you know, to stop eating chips or stop drinking uh, pop, which is something I'm going to try to do. Um, Try to cut out the sugar. I, I make small steps I don't make a big resolution Like I'm gonna do this or that um, I usually what I try to do At the beginning of the year Is you know map out what I want to do My goals and so forth But it's never a resolution Because there's no way You can change your entire life By saying I'm gonna do something You gotta have a plan behind it What about you? Those things that you mentioned Those are resolutions You can call them whatever you want But they're not Those are resolutions Do you say I set goals for myself For the next year That's a fucking resolution man That's literally how it works that's exactly the definition of a resolution so you sir are in favor of resolutions i on the other hand am not because i am the best and i'm correct no look you're right when you talk about the fact that you need to you know put if you want to make the change in your life it does start you have to start small you have to have a small step but i mean i i there's no i don't ever set goals quote unquote for myself i just kind of like think about it and i gradually try to move in that direction like uh one of the the biggest things that my wife and i have both done in the past year is try to cut a lot uh cut out a lot of the carbs we did a kickstart with when we're doing keto and then from there you know if i do get a pop it's a diet it's a diet pop or a zero sugar um just drinking uh just an absolute ton of water get the the creamer for the coffee that's uh, sweetened with no sugar not putting sugar in the coffee a lot of stuff like that like you know when the holidays come you know i'm, I'm definitely you know stuffing cookies in my face and you know eating mac and cheese but a lot of the meals that we eat during the week is not is is carb free so we'll have you know uh uh meat with vegetables and that's what we'll have or we'll make a, a you know make a sauce with like you know uh brussels sprouts and, and and green peppers and like meatballs and stuff like that so we're, we're removing a lot of the pasta very little rice we used to eat rice you know i mean like you know caribbean families eat rice like by the by the truck full, and that's just how it goes um pasta you know i couldn't even tell you the last time we made like a baked ziti we used to make that all the time especially early pandemic when you're just making these giant meals so yeah i mean we don't we don't do resolutions but we're like it's like okay uh you know what it is is we buy things in the house to they were, were like okay well we we better we better use that thing one thing that we were doing we got a small waffle maker where we're making uh waffles out of eggs you have an egg sandwich with that you know your 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 sandwich uh with uh you know the slice of cheese and stuff like that so really it's just kind of like those little lifestyle changes that you kind of keep going as you go the only thing that sucks is that now i got a bunch of clothes that are too big for me so i gotta like pull my belt and which is which is all well and good but what the hell am i supposed to do with all these big ass pants i got now i have no idea what you're gonna do with your big old pants um they might come back in style when you don't with your hammer pants and all that keep those back in the closet man keep them in the closet no i agree with you it's 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 hard to uh make those resolutions i don't like to think resolution because that that has a negative connotation um because it's they're always broken so like you like i said 
they've got to be small things small changes um and then you know you build a habit after 21 days so if you're consistent for 21 days it becomes a habit and it becomes a way of a lifestyle and uh it's something that you'll you'll continue to do i've done it where i've gone to the gym and and i've gone for a long period of time and i when i don't go to the gym i i would miss it like right now i haven't been to the gym and it just started with me um substituting the gym with going to rehab for my hip so i stopped going to the gym because i'm going to rehab i'm going to the physical therapy and they kick my ass anyway so um i'm not going to go to the gym and that's where it started also that the the pools are the indoor pools are closed at the park district was another issue because i was going there to swim um and i wasn't able to do that anymore so it's really about getting your ass up and making these small changes so that way you can better your lifestyle yeah and there's you know we're getting to the point where you and i have both had uh physical issues with hips and joints and things like that and you know we ain't getting any younger so that i think that's a big part of it just trying to you know whatever extra weight that you have uh you know try to get rid of them extra pounds so your joints work better because i'm telling you right now man my my knee my knee don't like me and even though i even in the in the leg with the artificial hip it feels weird sometimes where i'm sitting there and, and i mean it, it i can walk which is great but i mean like even right now i'm sitting in my in my chair uh talking into the mic and my leg kind of feels funny i can feel it's we i'm gonna tell you what it's weird because i can feel that that implant in my leg right there um now we're talking about uh fake body parts and uh all that stuff let me ask you a question sure before we go what you looking at what are you watching that isn't sports all right so i'm gonna start off with uh, one of your recommendations from last week which was eight bit christmas i put that on during the week uh you know because you got to watch your christmas movies uh getting into the mood and it was one of my favorite movies that I'm going to put up there now because it had a bunch of nostalgia and it's based on the Nintendo Entertainment Center which is something that if you're uh, above 35 you completely understand how hard it was to get or when someone had it everyone congregated to that person's house to play the Super Mario and the Zelda and the Tecmo Bowl and the uh, bases loaded so you played all those games oh double dribble gotta play double dribble uh, those were games that there were uh, staples uh, to play so that that was my childhood is playing nintendo and being able to flip a game uh and then brag about it the next day at school so doing all those things and seeing that movie i had a lot of uh nostalgia plus it was based in chicago or the chicago area so that's also and then you had neil patrick harris who's a really good actor um it was a great movie it made me laugh um there was some some sentimental parts in there as well but it was a great movie all around yeah, so I mean, that was one where I really did not give it a chance. That my first watching, I watched the first part of it. Uh, if anyone that's seen it, you already know. I mean, it's been out for a while, so I don't want to spoil it. But uh, you know, it's whatever. Uh, where the rich kid once once that that part kind of turned me off. I was like, I'm tired. I'm, I'm gonna let my I'm gonna let my eyes keep rusting. And uh, the rest of the movie watched me, and then I went back and 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 uh, Pablo at work, he was like, "No, you got to watch it." So I, I think I talked about it last week. So I went back and watched the rest of it, and, I, and we actually watched it on. Uh, um christmas eve we watched it again you know just put it on while we were kind of doing other stuff there so yeah i, I i'm with you and uh and uh you forgot to mention mike tyson punch out man mike tyson or, or even even the punch out before they added mike tyson that was the shit right there and that and to this day that is one of the hardest games yeah yeah it is one of the hardest games and it is also a big big staple um Another movie that I did watch is something that just came out this week. It's called The Matrix. It's the new Matrix movie that came out. It's on HBO uh, Now, Go, whatever they call it nowadays. Um, I watched it, though, and I did not like it 
just because it was pretty much just a love story but i'm gonna give it another chance just like you gave a big christmas another chance the the issue was that i i think maybe i didn't like it because i watched it at work on my cell phone which is you know oh, 11 inches or whatever it is the little uh little screen and that and i transitioned to the ipad but i think just you know maybe watching it with the surround sound maybe paying more attention to the details maybe i'll like it even more but i wasn't a fan of it i mean it was a simple story uh, you know, Neil comes back and tries to save Trinity, and that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's on my list. I heard a lot of people, uh, kind of on Facebook bashing it, but I mean, that's pretty much. It doesn't matter what movie or what, what movie, what music, whatever it is comes out. People got something to say, so it's it's whatever. I, I'll watch it at some point. Um, one one uh, one thing I got to do is I got to go back and watch the originals first, so I can get a refresher because I remember the first one very distinctively. You know, Mr. Anderson, that guy in 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 all the uh the weird stuff about dodging the bullets and all that crap. I can't remember the the other two. I really don't. Not not in detail like I, like the first one and I feel like it's almost like the Star Wars trilogy where I've seen A New Hope about a thousand times and then I've seen Return of the Jedi and and uh and Empire uh, Empire okay. Strikes Back like significantly less times and it's just because uh when it comes on when it used to come on on like uh usa network and they would just show it over and over again so i mean um yeah i, I gotta go back and, and finish uh or re-watch the old one so i can kind of get a little refresher but uh but yeah man i i watched uh i watched a couple of movies <laughs> which actually got me in trouble for watching them without my <laughs> without my wife but um because she always wants to watch tv shows and i'm like i, I don't i, I don't want to i have no interest in watching tv shows because like i said before when i watch a movie when it's over i'm done i already know what happened at the end and and i feel like i start watching these shows and i'm like could you just tell me already like i'm so t-. it's like hey guess what's gonna happen hey no no guess and i'm like no just fucking tell me already anyway so the two movies that I watched, uh, three actually, I'm going to mention, uh, I did watch King Richard. I watched most of King Richard. I watched King Richard until I fell asleep because that is a long ass movie. Um, I put it on with my daughter. Uh, we watched, uh, I watched the most of it, but I, I did fall asleep at the end and it was on December 19th. And the only reason I remember that is because HBO says this movie will no longer be on HBO after December 19th. So I don't have the chance to watch that again until it comes back around. So what I saw of it was very good and very interesting. Um, the two movies that I did get to finish were brand new uh, this week. Number one was The Unforgivable with Sandra Bullock. Uh, if you've seen the previews for this, you know, it's where she's walking into the uh, place where they're sorting out fish. Everything is dangerous. Everything can kill you. Da, 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 da. And you're like, OK, I, that doesn't give me a gist of what's going on here whatsoever. But once you actually watch the movie, holy crap, um, uh, lots of twists and turns in this one. And uh, I, I definitely recommend that one, especially for uh you know and anyone with a family man like it just it kind of it, it gives you a vibe of something that uh, you definitely I, I don't you know there's so much stuff going on in this one i'm gonna give uh the rest of y'all a chance to uh to watch this before i start talking about it in detail anything else you watch this week man yeah uh, so this morning oh boy i watched another movie that just came out and this i 100 percent recommend uh even more than the other movie this movie is don't look up there are so many people in this movie um you had leonardo dicaprio you had jennifer lawrence you had seth was it uh no what the hell what the hell is this <laughs> What's his name not seth rogan um what is his name 
Uh, Jonah Hill, that guy. Yeah, so Jonah Hill was in it. Timothy Chamelay, Meryl Streep, Chris Evans, Ariana Grande. I mean, it was just a ton, a ton of people in this movie. Uh, man, I... <laughs> If you want to know what the state of America is like right now in this present day, watch that movie. Uh, there was other movies where it kind of gave me the same vibe, uh, especially at the end. Um, there's a Steve Carell movie called Looking for a Friend for the End of the World. There's a little bit of vibe of that in there, too. But uh, yeah, absolutely. I 100 percent recommend that. Um, and, and yeah, I. I yeah <laughs> it's the state of america in a nutshell that's what i got to say about that that sounds good i'll put those on for the week all right this you do this year it's almost over now yeah we got it uh yeah we, we, i'll pop those in there real quick okay all right, all right you, before we, go ahead no go ahead i was gonna say <laughs> one two three go all right, before we get out of here, let's talk about uh, a couple of just just a couple right here. Some of the biggest stories in sports this year. Uh, earlier this year, Tiger Woods had that crazy car accident where, where I mean, his car went all the way down. I thought he was done, man. Yeah, I really thought that he was really, really hurt and was not going to be able to walk when you heard what happened to his leg. It was fractured in multiple locations. And uh, right now he's been golfing with his son. Uh, so, you know, thank God that he's OK. Um, yeah, yeah, that's one of the ones that that's scary, especially after the Kobe accident. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and I think that that's exactly the vibes that we got. I think this was in like February where this happened. So, um, that was exactly the vibes that we got when that happened. Uh, another big story was MLB took the all-star game away from Georgia after all the ro- uh, the voting rights scandal that they had, and they actually sent them off to uh, go play the all-star game in Colorado. That was very interesting and a very political move for MLB. Yeah, and I think it's the right move. Uh, you don't want to be associated with stuff like that. I think the NBA did the same thing in Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte was supposed to have the NBA All-Star game and moved it as well. Or, or was it in Atlanta or something like that? It might have been Atlanta as well. I think they were supposed to have it in Atlanta and got moved to Charlotte. That's what it was. I don't know. You can correct me if I'm wrong, people. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's that. You don't want to do that, people. Come on. If people want to vote, let them vote. Uh, stop restricting people from their uh, First Amendment right. Yeah, I mean, it, look, good for good for the MLB for for speaking up and uh, and hey, I mean, equal rights are, are equal for everyone. That's why they're called equal rights. So I'm glad they they stepped up. They they made their uh, their their voice known. I think I, it was very ironic that Atlanta ended up winning the World Series, but that's neither here nor there. Um, another story that happened this year is uh, something that uh, our boy Gigantor actually brought to the show because I had no idea. Lionel Messi left Barcelona after all those years and he went to PSG. Uh, that was, uh, you know, it's like if Michael Jordan left the Bulls and went to the Knicks. Yeah, that exactly. If Michael Jordan left in his heyday and uh, went to the Knicks and started playing over there and started dominating and it would just be weird. It would be weird. I mean, mm-hmm. Messi's like one of the greatest players of all time when it comes to soccer. Um, I follow him on the Argentina national team, and that's my national team that I, I follow for the Olympics. Uh, but I just to see uh, one of the idols move from one team to another like that, it's 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 dumbfounding. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, hey, sometimes we all got to move on, and sometimes moving on is for the best. 
another big story this year was the 2020 Olympics that were put on hold from 2020 were played this year but uh, put on hold after 2020 um with the pandemic and there were no fans in the stands and uh it was a very interesting uh time to see i mean i love the olympics we talked about it a bit one of the biggest stories out of the olympics though was simone biles addressing her mental health issues and saying you know what i feel like the weight of the world is on my shoulders she tried to compete she's like you know what you guys give the team usa a better chance to win than i do so that her stepping up and and speaking up about it was absolutely amazing to me it, it really was it's one and, and she just recently noted as well that she's still not ready to come back she's still dealing with the issues uh, uh her mental health issues but that was the first domino that really set the whole mental health uh, uh in, in, into the stratosphere of saying a lot of us have mental health issues and it is okay to ask for help it is okay to take a day off it is okay to take a step back and reevaluate what's important in your life and if what you're doing is 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 uh hurting you more than it's helping you then you shouldn't do that anymore so you saw nba players like lebron support 1000 percent what she was doing you had uh people in mlb and, and all the different sports saying yeah that that's that's something important and you saw nfl players and, and nba players take time away from the sport now because of mental health issues yeah, and and like I said, I mean it's it is pretty amazing that uh, um, it, I I thought it was interesting how many people actually like spoke out against her, saying that she's weak, she's this, she's that, and that's some those are just people that don't understand mental health issues at all, and that's the damn shame of it. Um, another story that we saw this year was the story of Peng Shui, uh, the Chinese tennis star that. Uh, disappeared after her allegation against one of their top officials and uh we still really don't know what happened to her yeah that's that's a scary thing and obviously china's a whole different breed out there they do things a lot differently there's a lot of restrictions on what you can and cannot say what you can search on the internet what what you can access on the internet uh it's very restrictive out there so uh for someone to speak out like that um it is not uncommon for them to be uh to disappear so um her being a person of stature um being known worldwide that's probably why she resurfaced uh because it would have been an international incident or something like that yeah all right i'm gonna give you uh a couple more stories non-sports related january 6th you know what happened on january 6th a bunch of idiots were let let out of the pig pen and they stormed the capitol Yep, uh, January 6th. And um, yeah, uh, all the trumpeters came out and says, no, no. And they uh, <laughs> they, they stormed the Capitol. So uh, that was interesting. I, I it, Believe it or not, yes, that was this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that, that was, uh, I don't know, man. It, it was the one of the wildest things. I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I was at work and I'm listening to it on the radio. I'm like, how is this real? I don't understand how this is a real thing. And I'm just glad that we're seeing all the chips fall and all you dumb bastards getting locked up. Um, Also, uh, Biden was sworn in as the 46th president and our very first ever female vice president was sworn in Kamala Harris. So uh, that that was a fantastic story. Um, Yeah, Tiger Woods. uh, In February, the Johnson Johnson vaccine came out, the first vaccine for the um, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. So that was pretty amazing. Um, 
Also, unfortunately, that month, the U.S. surpassed 500,000 coronavirus deaths. Um, this is just this was one of the most uh, the craziest years, the, the last two years. I, I've always said that 2021 was like the B side of 2020 because we're dealing with the aftermath of what we saw last year. Um we also saw in 2020, uh, we saw everything what happened, George, George Floyd, um, that we saw retribution for that. The police officers that were involved in that were, were locked up. Um, and it was just, again, just more, we we're just seeing that more and more. Um, we saw a bunch of celebrities go to space this year too, man. I mean, they got nothing else to spend their money on because, you know, crypto's up and down. So they're like, oh, let's go to space. It should be fun. I'll be in space for all of eight seconds. And I can say I was in space. Yeah, I, I think the last one, uh, Shatner went up in there. And also, uh, uh, what's his name? Michael Strahan went up there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we saw Carl Nassib the, uh, from the Raiders come out as the first active NFL player to announce that he was uh, gay. And he was actually out and an active player, like I said. So that, that was, uh, that. I, look, hey, it, it matters until it doesn't matter, like I said then. Um, also, Bill Cosby got out of jail, man. Oh boy, watch the pudding, man. Watch the pudding. <laughs> where, where are you putting it? <laughs> oh man. All right. Let's see. Do we have anything else here? Da, 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 da. Yeah, Shatner went to space. Look, uh I think that's it, man. There's no, just, we have one is... more. There's one big one. What do we, you got? We had our one year anniversary. That's true. That that, is that's true. huge, that man. That's huge. That is true. That is true. That was in June. Um, I'll give you you know what? That you're you're not wrong about that, but I will give you one that I appreciate in in the depths of my heart. I'll give you one that my wife appreciates, and that was uh, last month. Uh, Britney Spears. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, she's free, free Britney. She she got that. But this is what I will say about this one. Um, it, on November 18th, a very important story in my opinion. Two men convicted of the 1965 assassination of Malcolm X, uh, Muhammad A. Aziz, and the late Khalil Islam were exonerated after more than a half a century after a 22-month investigation by the Manhattan District's Attorney Office and the attorneys for the men found evidence of their innocence because back then they would just throw the book at you and didn't care. Um, that to me is a very significant story that we're finally getting some of the stuff right. One of the things that we didn't get right, in my opinion, is everything that went on with Kyle Rittenhouse. That was also last month. So this was one of the wildest years in, that I can ever remember. Um, like I said, this was the aftermath of 2020. Everyone got cooped up in their cages and uh, their cages got rattled and we had to deal with all that shit this year. So um Congratulations to those of you that made it through 2020 and 2021 because this is one of the wildest times in history and I don't know if we're going to ever see anything like this again. But then again, we also have 2022 coming up right around the corner so we will see what is in store for us. <laughs> A2022, uh, you know, all I want to say is A2022. Um sit the fuck down on the couch and be quiet. That's all I'm just just calm the fuck down. Sit the fuck down. We handling this. Just shut the fuck up and just enjoy the ride, bro. We got this. We'll see. We'll see if uh, 2022 makes any New Year's resolutions. <laughs> uh, last thing I want to mention for for 2021, um, this week was the uh, the birthday of one of my dear friends that is no longer with us. Mike One's birthday was uh, this past week, and uh, 
look, man, we 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 miss you. I I I think about you and I talk about you all the time. So, um, you know, I, I didn't want to acknowledge that. I wanted to talk about it because this is always a time of year where he he hated celebrating birthdays to the fact where like if you were his his buddy Gil that he was uh, that he grew up with, you know, he put on the Facebook a a, a video earlier. Uh, this week where it's like a random August day and he's just giving him, you know, he goes to the restaurant and tells the waitress, hey, it's his birthday. Just embarrass the shit out of him because that was just that that was something that he would get a kick out of and you'd see that grin from ear to ear. So, you know, Mike, wherever wherever you are, we're thinking about you. We love you and, uh, you know, you, you, you Mike one lives. That's all I got to say. Well said. All right, y'all, that is it for 2021. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 at checkout for 15% off of your entire order. That's TRUEFAN15. Go and get your new shirt right now don't forget to visit our friends over at acsi.tech and kick off 2022 the right way with a new career go to acsi.tech and click on the uh communications uh sorry (laughs) go to acsi.tech and check out the career section to start an exciting new career in the communications industry acsi.tech click on careers to apply today Shout out to our friends at the Some of This and Some of That podcast. Uh, we will be having them on very soon. Uh, check them out. Coach Mo and Justice do their thing. Check them out on all major platforms. And don't forget to check out the Shine Native Radio podcast, now available on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, and Throw MC talk about sports, movies, and all types of ill shit. Go and check them out now. Do not sleep. I keep talking about it because I want y'all to hear it. Mike Logic's new album, as I was saying, is now available. Check out MikeLogic.Bandcamp.com. M-A-C-L-O-G-I-K.Bandcamp.com. Logic with a K is now out. Go and get your copy. The brand new music video for his new single, So Low, is now available to watch on YouTube as well. Uh, yo, Z, tell me, tell me how much you love this album. Man, I love this album. I listen to this on a daily basis. I have a hard copy. It's in the Jeep, and it's awesome because you get to see the words on it because it's, you know, I, I have my Jeep about 2014, 2015 Jeep, so it's not as technology as uh, technological as your your new vehicles now, but I listen to that one. Uh, 80 on the 94 is one of my other favorites on there. There's, there's really not a bad track on there, man. I listen to it all the time, and uh, I try to listen to it at work uh, as much as I can, too. I put the, the my coworkers onto it too. So anybody that wants to listen to it or uh, uh, wants a review, come hit us up. I actually, I try to put some of those beats on there uh, on, on the episode so you guys can uh, get familiar with it as well. Yeah, speaking of that, shout out to Ronesh, Panic Series Beats, and Custom Made for the beats we played on today's show. Don't forget to check out PanicOnTheBeat.com for all your moment merch and gear. And check out our other homies, PRODBySeries.com, PRODBySeries.com, and BeatsByCustom.com, BeatsByCustom.com. Check them out. Go get you some gear. Go listen to some great music and uh, enjoy yourselves. Check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter. That's at True C H I Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. 
Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and reach out to us. Hit the DMs. Give us your stirring the pod ideas, your movie recommendations, and tell us what you think about the show. You can also email us at truechicagosportsfans at gmail.com. Before we get out of here, we'd like to pay tribute to the Archbishop Desmond Tutu. He passed away this week at the age of 90. As leader of the South African Council of Churches and later as an Anglican Archbishop of Cape Town, Archbishop Tutu led the church to the forefront of Black South Africans' decades-long struggle for freedom. His voice was a powerful force for nonviolence in the anti-apartheid movement earning him a Nobel Peace Prize of 1984. If you do not know, this is a man you need to research, you need to respect, you need to understand his story because along with Nelson Mandela, these were very important figures in, in really the one of the very last like legal ramifications for race relations. Um, if, if you want another uh, story about this, go ahead and read Trevor Noah's book uh, called Born a Crime, where he talks about being born and raised in apartheid, which is just absolutely incredibly atrocious. It's just, it, it was such a heinous thing to do to, to people and to, 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 to lose a man like this who had such an important role in, in ending it. it, it was a, it's a tremendous loss to, to the community and to the world. All right, y'all. For Big Z, this is E-Rock. We will see you next year for episode 78. Until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. Hey, we'll be better next year. I mean, (laughs) I hope so. Got no choice. (laughs) No choice. (laughs) Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, everybody. A few moments later. Wait, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, What we thought they were. Um... You know, this is not how we wanted it to go. You almost can't even make it up. It's that bad. Oh, my goodness! Didn't see that coming! I'm middle What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos! That's all. Oh. Uh, I shouldn't have had those artichokes. I'll eat that poppers. Thanks, Cubs!